Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people, verses, hadith, etc. They're all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But when you listen to longer form episodes, the notes are meant to be a resource and an aid. Number two. I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday I send out a short email called Coexist Ruminations that shares what I'm working on and reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to makingsenseofislam.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. I love holidays, celebrations, and important calendar events. And this love has grown over the years to the point that these special events are a major part of my year. Now, I've tried to pull together various literature, hadith, du'ats, etc. regarding all of these special days. So this Islamic year, and at the time of this recording, I'm referencing the year 1440, I will do my best to compile these notes and suggestions per event and upload an episode that can be used as a reference guide. So I pray for infinite blessings and happiness for all of these events for all of you. Take care. So if we describe Ramadan as the main spiritual activity of the year for the believer, that we anticipate Ramadan every year from Ramadan to Ramadan, it's the culmination of preparation it's the greatest opportunity that we have. All of those aspects that we, we've mentioned about Ramadan in, pre, in the previous episode about Ramadan. Then the culmination of Ramadan itself is in the night of power, in Laylatul Qadr. And in a way, Ramadan itself is a preparation for Laylatul Qadr. And then the whole year is a preparation for Laylatul Qadr, if we put it in, in that type of perspective. So Laylatul Qadr is is what we're seeking, is the, the real prize, is the real victory for us to be able to participate in, that, in this blessed night and have our supplications answered, our dua answered. To put that in perspective and to make this tangible for us, there's a beautiful hadith narrated by both Bukhari and Muslim in which the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, whoever stands or approaches, or participates, man qama laylatul qadr, whoever literally stands but approaches, is present during the night of power. Imanan wahtisaban. Having faith in the promise of what this night has, and is planning for it. Ihtisaban here is a way that, that the person is planning, charting a path, putting down a program, for devotional works for Laylatul Qadr. Whoever approaches Laylatul Qadr with faith in the power of that night, measuring their actions, planning their actions, their, their spiritual program for that night, Allah will forgive them all of their past sins. Now, we really have to believe in this hadith, in this concept, for what we're about to say to make sense. Is that this night is as Allah says in the Quran it's it's better than worth more than uh, a thousand months 
of worship, which is over 83 years of worship. In other words, you know, this this night, if you make it in this night, if you make something of this night, it will it will be worth more than if you are worshiping continually for 83 years, which is, is essentially another way of saying your entire life. And what I want to accomplish on this episode is to make things bite-sized for us. When I hear these types of hadith and talk about Laylatul Qadr, personally, I can get overwhelmed. Okay, what am I supposed to do? It's so, Okay, I got the fact that it's so big, it's so important, it's amazing, it, you know, all of my sins are forgiven, uh, I can ask for anything and it will be answered. I understand all of that rationally. But what do I do with this in actuality? What am I supposed to do for me to have complied with this hadith, for me to have complied with the verse or the chapter on Laylatul Qadr, etc.? So what I want to offer is a program that I think is simple enough to do, but effective. And it is the following. I think that we should pre-plan our dua, our supplication. So we're fasting because it's Ramadan, we're praying our five prayers uh, because that's what we're supposed to do, hopefully, inshallah. So we're worshipping on the days of Ramadan and in the evenings of Ramadan. For those of us that are able to, we go to Taraweeh prayer, so there's the extra prayer. We're, we're doing those things. So we're complying with the worship, but it's really a night of supplication. And what I like to do is I like to think of it as pre-planning my supplication in three chunks. The first chunk, let us say three chunks of three. So in each chunk, there are three core du'as. The first chunk is the dua that has to do with the hereafter. Because that's all of the hadith, that, or many of the hadith, I should say, that speak about the importance of Laylatul Qadr. They talk about how, you know, it is, it is freedom from the hellfire, forgiveness for your sins, you know, things that have to do with the hereafter. So my three du'as would be, and I, here I'm just putting out uh, examples or suggestions, but people need to, you know, curtail this in a way and in a language that speaks to them personally. So for the first chunk, it would be, you know, Allah protect me from the hellfire. Allah forgive me for my sins. Allah make me more present in my faith. So that's the first set of dua, dealing with the hereafter. The second set of dua are things that have to do with my personal life. So what are the challenges and the issues in my personal life that I'm going through right now? They might relate to my spouse, they might relate to my children, they might relate to my parents, they might relate to my community, they might relate to my work, they might relate to my studies, something that speaks to me. But I would pick, you know, the top three, write them down on a note card, on a small piece of paper, just like we did the three of the hereafter, these are the three for the here and now, these are the things that I'm really concerned about. And then the third chunk, it would be something that I do in a group. So whether we're a family together, this is the the three that we're gonna the three supplications we're gonna focus on as a family. If we're in a community, these are the three dua that we're gonna focus on as a community, um, etc. So when I write these dua, and I'm literally mean like take out a note card and a piece of paper and write them down, or you know on notes on your phone, but but make, do the actual act of writing them, articulating what it is. So now I have minimum nine du'a that I'm focused on. 
Three of them have to do with the hereafter. Three of them are personal to me. And three of them are communal. Of course, you can do more than three, and we should do more than three. But again, I'm just trying to put a framework to make things bite-sized. Now I have my nine. Before I break my fast, starting at the last 10 days of Ramadan, before I break my fast, I'm going to go through these du'a maybe three, four, five times. Because they're short. You know, you're saying them to yourselves. They're very short. It, it, it's only what I'm actually saying when you do it, it will take you maybe less than one whole minute or two whole minutes to, to go through all nine. So you can cycle them. I would do that uh, ten, five, ten minutes before I break my fast. And then I will try my best to wake up five, ten minutes earlier than I'm usually waking up for suhoor and do the same cycle. That's it. That's the program. And the utility of what I'm saying, I believe, is that if you articulate, you know, if you pre-plan your du'a, this is what I want to say, this is what I want to ask, you are really forcing yourself to focus on that. So, Anytime you are reminded in the last 10 nights, oh, it could be Laylatul Qadr. And I'm just saying before you break your fast and before Sahur, but of course we're going to actually be doing this dua, these du'as all the time, even during the day. But because I've written them down and I've had to think about, okay, what do I want to, what am I focusing on? And I write them down and I go through that exercise. They're there in my head. I'm going to repeat them all the time. So I end up focusing on them. And I'm going to do that every day because we don't know when Laylatul Qadr is. You know, we think that it's on this night or we think it's on that night or some people feel that it's this day or that day. or But we really don't know. That's the point of Laylatul Qadr is we don't know with certainty, with absolute certainty on what evening it is. We know there are signs and all of that. So this program allows us to do this every night for the last 10 nights to guarantee that we have complied with that hadith, we have stayed up, planned out, been present during the night of power. And inshallah, I believe firmly from the bottom of my hearts that this will work and our du'as will be, will be answered. And the reason I do this is like I said a few minutes ago, I get overwhelmed when I read about the enormity of, of this day and how amazing it is and how powerful it is. And I remember growing up hearing that, but not really knowing what to do. Okay, what do I do? And you know, there'll be people at the mosque and they'll be crying or the imam will be making the dua in the qunut of witr and you know, people are crying and sometimes I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And I would feel, you know, terrible. I would feel that I've, you know, I've wasted it. I've, I've lost it. I've... So I, I realized that the reason is I, I haven't prepared for it. And to this effect, there's a, another hadith that says, or the meaning of which is, Indeed, in Allah's nights and days are windows of opportunities. Nafahat, you know, opportunities. I like to say windows of opportunities because it it gives a a more clear picture for us. So prepare for them. So there is this concept of being prepared for the opportunity. Now, the reason I wasn't feeling it is because I just wasn't prepared. I, I didn't wrap my head around how important it is and then how to prepare for it. I just knew rationally academically it's okay I know this is an important day if somebody asked me about Laylatul Qadr oh this is the night in which the Quran was first revealed and it's worth more than a thousand nights a thousand months you would just go through the the talking points but I wasn't prepared this program uh, three chunks of dua with a minimum of three dua in each chunk makes helps me prepare 
for this night. And by the way, what en- what actually ends up happening in actuality is that the list increases. It's not just three, three, three. You know, it's maybe 30, 30, 30. But because I have gone through the initial step of planning it out, writing it down, focusing my mind, my heart on, you know, what are the issues that I really, if, if I knew that Allah was going to answer my dua right now, what would I really ask for? I end up raising like the stakes. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't become concerned with the small things because if the top things are, are solid, everything else will trickle down. If I knew that I will emerge from Ramadan, inshallah, and I pray for all of us, this is true. If I emerge from Ramadan and everything is forgiven and I, and I begin a new chapter, I really have nothing to worry about. I have a whole new, it's like a new life, a whole, a whole new opportunity. If I know I emerge from Ramadan that uh, I am protected from, you know, a, 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 an evil end uh, on uh, this world and in the hereafter and I'm saved from the hellfire, then I have no, nothing to worry about because that's the biggest stress that we would have. There's nothing to worry about after that. So I realize that when I focus, I end up raising my awareness, raising my, my ask to use that, to use that terminology. So I have found this to work. And again, I want to underscore the importance of actually writing it down. Uh, it can be on the phone even, as I've mentioned. I, I, I don't mean you have to like bring out a scroll and a fountain pen and, you know, and go through the... I, I don't mean it like that, but it, the, the act of putting it out there so you can visually see it is important. I like to use note cards. I, mean, I think that might date me. That's just sort of my generation. Uh, but I know people, you know, use the phone. And look, if it helps and you're praying, uh, put the note card on the floor. Uh, you know, even if you're at the mosque. I mean, you, we all put our phones and, and keys and wallets in front of us when we're praying. Put the note card out there if you forget. So even just the fact that from the corner of your eye, you see the note card, you know what's on the note card because you wrote it yourself and you've been, you know, for the last two, three days, you've been making that cycle of dua. It's there. Don't lose that opportunity. You know, this hadith is so powerful, the one that I began with, that if you approach Laylatul Qadr with faith in its reward, in its merit, in its virtue, and plan for it, you know, put that little program, and this is what we're doing together, is we're, you know, this is what the program would look like, guaranteed Allah will forgive you. Allah will answer your dua. And if your du'as are answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, there's not, it's a guarantee from Him. There's nothing you need to worry about after that. So these are some thoughts. I thought this would be more helpful than going through all of the hadith and the verses of the Qur'an that talk about the merits of Laylatul Qadr. But there are many, indeed. And as I, as I alluded to a while ago, it is the night in which the Qur'an was first revealed. And this is a momentous uh, occasion because this begins the, the prophetic life of our beloved, peace be upon him. And it, it, it's like an anniversary. We're, we're honoring that. We're honoring the beginning of the revelation of the Qur'an. We're honoring our prophet, peace be upon him. We're, we're honoring uh, the fact that we have this faith unadulterated. We're honoring the fact that we have this great message, the message of the Qur'an unadulterated, preserved. There are many things to celebrate on Laylatul Qadr. And the way we celebrate and commemorate, so this would be a holiday, you know, a holy moment for us, a sacred moment, rather than necessarily like a festive celebration, which is what we would have during the Eid. But it's something that we meet with acts of worship and devotion. And as I said, we're doing those anyway, so I wanted to focus on dua, because this is the month of dua. I hope this helps. I hope that, um, you know, we can really implement this, and I hope that uh, our, our du'as are answered. And 
you know, make the most of it. These these really are powerful nights, these last 10 nights of Ramadan. If you're listening to this during Ramadan and if you're listening to this outside of Ramadan, make a note of it and prepare. Uh, try the writing down of the dua in general. If you're going through some difficulties, write down what the issue is. Focus on it. Ask Allah all the time, every time, in sujood, when you wake up, before you sleep, after your prayer, before your prayer, all the time. Just ask, ask, ask and have certainty that it will be answered. Uh, I mean, and I'll talk to you all soon. Take care.